What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode. Oh yeah, we back in a bit. First of all, that that wasn't enough. That was not nearly enough for what for 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 the guest that I am about to bring on today. Listen, first of all, welcome, welcome everybody again to the Black Men Win podcast, our Black Women Win series. Uh, this is our series, second annual time doing this. I'm very excited. This is a series where we talk. Um, to some very, very unique, dynamic, and outstanding black women who are killing it in their respective industries. And I'm super, super, super excited uh, for our guests that we have today. Um, but first, before we get into all of that, please subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the THC Media Network channel. Listen, 365 subscribers. We are doing it. And I'm so thankful to all of you who continue to subscribe, like, share this podcast, all the podcasts that we have on our network. We appreciate you. We thank you. Listen, also, of course, we can't. We Ty love the kids. You understand what I'm saying? And you know, and 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 because Ty love the kids, you understand what I'm saying? We got the black man win scholarship, you know what I'm saying, down below. You understand what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your nephew to tell his friend. Okay. To apply for this scholarship. If there are young black men, right, 17, 18, who are going into college, freshman year, whatever university or trade school, right? If you want to further your education, please apply for this scholarship and the scholarship fund link to uh, the uh, the actual scholarship will be down below in the description. So we'll leave uh, the uh, the QR code up for the first, 15, first 15 minutes of the show. Now, again. I am excited for the guest that I, I'm kind of fanning out right now. She don't know it, but I am. I'm a little fanning out right now because <sighs> she continues to just make pathways for podcasters and creators like myself. Um, a dynamic voice within the podcast and the culture community. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome. To the one, the only, Miss Anna, Anna the Show. <laughs> we in the building. We in here, Ty. Thank you. Thank no you so much. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that you're here. You know, first of all, guys, this is the lovely Miss Anna Deshaun. She is here with us in the building. Now, y'all know Anna Deshaun is busy, okay? She, y'all already award winning. First of all, let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. Let me, let me stop. All right. I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit more because that's how we do it here. I'm going to let you go. I'm getting a little, you know, excited and, and a little ahead of myself. So, Miss Anna Deshaun, can you introduce yourself a little bit more to the people? I love to, and thank you again for having me on your show. I love this whole series. I love the fact that there is a Black Men Win scholarship. I just sent that to my nephews. Um, I think that's really just a beautiful thing. So thank you again for having me. It's always it's always an honor to join people in the community and on their shows and to talk about my work. I am Anna Deshaun. Pronouns, anything respectful is great. 
I'm a founder, I'm a social entrepreneur, and I believe in telling the stories that deserve to be heard. And for me, the medium today is audio, it is podcasting, and it is telling stories of the experiences at the intersections of race and sexuality when it comes to black and brown folks, because we always been here, but our stories have not always been told. And I think audio is just a beautiful medium to be able to tell those stories. And so I'm really excited about the work we're doing with E3 Radio, our online radio station, playing queer music and reporting on queer news, which is where our Queer News podcast was born, our award-winning podcast I'm really proud of. And the work that we continue to do and pivot as we go into the podcasting space with The Cube which is our podcast production company, as well as a place where you can discover your next favorite black or brown or queer person of color podcast. So I'm really excited about all the work. Can't wait to talk about more. And yeah, just really grateful to be here and send that scholarship to like three or four more people. No, send the scholarship. <laughs> send the scholarship. Cause listen, I'm trying to get some guys up in here. I'm a, I'm a first generation college student myself. So I know how hard it was, how hard it was to get scholarships, and and I and I know I applied for like 150 of them at the time, so it was it was crazy. But Miss 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 Deshawn, you you are a dynamic voice that I got to have the humble pleasure of meeting at this year's uh, this past year's Afros and Audios Podcast Festival, um, and this was my not my first year attending, but this was my first year in person, right? And to meet so many of my podcast favorites um, and to now meet um, new podcast homies and favorites and friends um, such as yourself, um, you had I I want you to briefly talk about really quick how that experience was for you. But just us being in you, you showing up in this space of creators who look like you. Right. Um, I think we we take these spaces for granted. So I just want you to talk just a little bit to that. What is it, how how important is it for us to hold these spaces such as Afros and Audios or Black Podcast Festival or you know or others that are are are, are becoming very prominent within the the audio and and podcasting space? It's critical, right? Having spaces that are culturally aligned for folks and creators, especially, it is. It's not an optional activity. So I spent a lot of time in Chicago in our nonprofit space working at a doing work at a black, lesbian, queer led organization. It's been doing the work for like over 26, 27 years. And that space to me is sacred. It truly is a sacred space because I could show up there as my full self, as a black queer woman around other folks who understand what all of that put together really means. And there's only a certain group of people who can really understand what all of that put together really means. And those spaces are sacred. And so when we talk about spaces like Afros and audio, when we talk about spaces like Black Podcasters Association or Women of Color Podcasters or the Black Pod Collective, I could go on and on, matriarch digital media, like these spaces are sacred. Because when we talk about living in a country that is majority white, right, we're not minorities. <laughs> I, I do not like that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is, is that we do end up being underrepresented, especially when the greater majority 
can choose not to see you. Right. Right. And so right. as someone who spent a lot of time in predominantly white institutions and spaces and mm. even in corporate careers, mm. they can choose not to see you. That is a choice. That is a fact. But as an underrepresented person, I can't choose not to see them and I can't choose not to be a part of society, right? But if I'm going to be a part of this and maintain some type of mental stability and some type of drive, I have to be intentional about surrounding myself around folks who will uplift me and my spirit and my identities. And I chose a long time ago not to show up in spaces with as half of myself or choose yeah. to show up in spaces where people didn't want me to be my whole self. And so today I just, I don't have time for that. And so when I show up in spaces, it's because they do want to see all of me or, and are okay with all of me showing up. And right. for me, those are sacred and they are necessary. How did you, because to your point, I, I, I struggled as, as to your point, I, I was in, you know, very predominantly white corporate spaces and places. And I showed up unapologetically me. Right. But as you just said, they choose to see you. And if you're choosing to be unapologetically you, and that rubs off as ah, I don't, I don't really want that in my corporation. I don't want that in my my club i don't want that in my 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 space how did you because i was talking with a guest um on our last video how did you in those spaces not conform and but really just be yourself in those spaces where they're looking at you like we don't know if she should be here. How did how 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 can you talk to that a little bit? Because there are people in those spaces right now who really don't know how to <laughs> you know how to juggle because we hear so much. I, I I know I hear a lot, especially now. Be yourself, be unapologetically you. You can be here in this workspace and be yourself. But as soon as we be ourselves and unapologetically us. It's a problem. Can you speak to that a little bit? I think we all learn that we grow up in America code switching all the yes. time. Right. So I don't think it's a challenge for us to code switch in these spaces. I think we also know how to navigate when necessary. And I think we choose the battles that we want to fight because the war is real and there's all these little battles and we get to choose which ones we want to tackle and which ones we don't. And where do we feel safe and where don't we feel safe to to speak up? in that given moment, right? So I think that we all have to choose and choose our battles and which ones we want to go after. And when I encounter challenges, especially in corporate America, where being who I am <laughs> is a rarity, okay, it's just not a thing. I'm grateful I had a mama I could call who had it even harder than I did, right? Who, who went through some really tough and challenging moments during a time where things were far less accepting and she just gave me so, so much great advice. I mean, she's still, even with her dementia today, she'll still tell me just tie a knot and, ho tie a knot and hold on baby. You know, like that's, that's a thing. And she, and she reminds me that, you know, trouble doesn't last always. 
and that it will get better and you will make more money and you keep working hard and it pays off. Like these are the things that she's always told me. Um, my dad has totally different advice. Like his advice is <laughs> for a certain time and day, but my mom's advice is so sage and it really holds me together. So I think for me, it has always been about being very clear that when those moments happened and they hurt, let's, let's be clear about that. They hurt and they do cause harm and that you will probably hold some of that with you always. But it's about like, how does it motivate you after that? What do you do with it? How do you help the next person you see coming up? How do you channel that energy? What are you really called to be doing? And what what's, what are you called to do in this space? And then how are you preparing yourself for the next space or the next move you're going to make that's going to help further whatever you're supposed to be doing with your life? So I always try to keep those moments in perspective and also owning my own gifts and why they wanted me in that space in the first place. And so if they don't value who you are or what you do, then you go somewhere else and you find somewhere else where you can give value. Um, where people will appreciate all of who you are. Period. Not, Bomb drop. Just the... Oh, I love podcast with sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you got over there? Do you got a roadcaster? I got Please. the pod track. You already you listen. Got the pod track. Track. We yeah. got the PA. We got the PA. Hey, I, I just, that. I just actually, um, for his birthday, I just bought my brother, who was a co-host on my show, and is actually starting his own show. Shout out to him. Love um, that. I just bought him the pot track for his birthday. He was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is love, right?" It's, and and listen, and it it, it it to your it, it goes to your point though. You have to in in these in these corporate streets, you have to kind of again be find the find the place that's going to accept you for you. And if that's not going to be this place, then hey, I can probably move over to this place even though sometimes it, it it may not work like that always but you as as to and as to mr sean's point like you have to sit here and and just know that everything is going to be okay and have faith you know what i'm saying we a lot of us like me and anna have parents who will sit here and give us that grace and and give us that encouragement a lot of us don't right but then you have us you understand what I'm saying? Who are if we're if we're not hand to hand, we're we're over the 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 our phone screens or our, our laptop screens trying to give you that that encouragement because we know we understand and we may not know or understand to a certain degree, but we've been there before. You understand what I'm saying? So we 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 want to give that encouragement to people and say, hey, you don't have to be stuck. Because I think me and Anna understand what it means to be stuck and not not saying, hey, we're not going to be stuck anymore. That that's that that we are too old to be sitting here being stuck in something that we don't need nor want to do, nor is it being conducive to our health, our wealth, building us up mentally, physically, spiritually. Emo- I, I, I'm there and like I'm there. You understand what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 in a place and space where if it's not if it's not working in, in those five areas for me, I, I can't give it that much time. You know, I can't give it that much time. I can't give it that much energy. I can't 
give it that much that much fervor. A hundred percent. It's choices that we have to make, right? Yeah. And I yeah. think I mean you talked about age, but we already know age ain't got nothing to do with it. You're right. <laughs> it's a it's it's a it's a way of thinking. It's a right. way of being. Yeah. And you know, you, I heard you talk about faith. Um, you know, it takes a lot of faith to jump out and do something that's risky. <sighs> Right. And we, we hear people talk a lot about take the big risk, you get the big reward. Yeah. And you also get some big downfalls. Well, it, go, can it, you, goes, <sighs> it goes both ways. They don't talk about the big downfalls, man. And, and it really annoys me. Can yeah. I talk about how much that yes. annoys me? I also yes, hate please. when people say, um, I worked really hard. Child. How many people we know that worked hard their entire life and life still don't seem like it's been fair? Okay, I think I think that oftentimes we forget that this opportunity and I will use I statements, this opportunity that I have today to live out my dream as a black queer woman is in and of itself is a miracle. Okay, this is something that my ancestors and those that came before me would have never thought possible. Right. This is an absolute privilege to that. I can do this every single day. Right. Everybody is not in this position to do this. They don't have a choice. They don't, you know, they they have other responsibilities calling them to do something and to do work that may not be what they were called to do, right? We are one decision away, one moment away from being life-changing just like that. And so I really sit in that all the time because I, <laughs> because I can't take any of this for granted because it's, it goes past working hard. <laughs> It goes past working hard. Our grandparents worked hard. You know, your mama worked hard. Your aunties work hard. Your cousins work hard every day. It's not about working hard. It's really not. It's about, are you doing what you called to do in, in, in every single day? Are you doing what you're called to do? And if you, if you can't do what you're called to do every day, are you, are you carving out time on the weekends or at night to refill your cup so that you can go do what you have to do? Uh, You better stop because you're about to make me get a button that's listen. <laughs> Y'all know that organ that okay, because I'm about to start getting a I'm gonna get for that. You about to take me to church. You about to I'm take just me to church. Saying, I'm but you're right. You are hundred percent right. If you are not doing what you are called to, and let me just say this because Anna hit on it too. Change is difficult and change is hard. Okay, and it's un comfortable it is very uncomfortable trust me when i tell you i've been going through a process of change all of it ain't been comfortable not now one spick of it has been comfortable i've been mad i done cried i done sat here through temper (laughs) 10 but the but the the overall effort and effect of the change that i've been going through and this is not to say like oh at the core of me i'm 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 changing no it's at to say like the way I move and the way I look at life now has begun to really open my eyes. Like I felt like I've always had my eyes open, but I'm listening more. I'm more aware. Life to me is a lot more precious than what it was 10 years ago. You understand what I'm saying? Like things, time, I hold my time more tightly in my hands. So I, 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 Mm. I'm so excited for this interview, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. 
when we talk about all that you all that you have accomplished so far, right? Because I feel like the the stratosphere is for you. And you've accomplished so much already. And like you've I don't and I don't even think you have you taken a step back and actually looked at everything just in the last year alone, maybe just in the last six months alone. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, yo, this is just her right now. I'm looking at you like, yo, in the future to know that I can say I know Miss Anna Deshaun. She's been on my podcast. Oh, that's going to be great. What were some of the challenges, some of the struggles, and what it took for you to get to where you are right now? So really taking the big leap is it's really a life-changing moment that you can have if, if, if you do it, right? I'm not the biggest fan of Steve Harvey, but he has this video because he does the family feud like during commercial breaks or before the show, he'll do his like talk or whatever. And he has a talk that he mentions about taking the big leap, you know, and doing what you love to do every single day. And I really listened to that quite a bit. And I also read the book. Well, reading for me is actually listening. It's called The Big Leap. And that whole experience will absolutely change how you move in the world. There is a there is a, a confidence that you have when you begin to live off of whatever you create and make. There is something so incredibly empowering about that. Not being dependent upon someone else to do their job, but it is about you doing what you are called to do and and things will just happen. Things will happen. They will come. I think it's funny, you know, Ty and I were talking about the plans we all have. And we be having like detailed plans. I'm a Virgo. I have very detailed plans. But I have come to also release those plans. And I see them more so as guides. They are guides. They help to move me in the right direction, understanding that I really don't know which call or connection or meeting or email is going to lead me to that end goal. I really don't. I have a, a path in mind, a plan in my head, but it has absolutely no say <laughs> in what is actually going to happen. And when you have to do that a few times over and over and over again, like there is the big leap that you take initially, but then there's all these smaller risks, all these smaller leaps you have to take every day. Like Faith is truly a muscle. So how strong are you, right? How often are you tapping into those muscles and exercising them. Like how strong is your faith? Because when you start to have to tap into your faith in this type of way, you understand why every time you see a celebrity get an award, they thank God first. <laughs> because some things don't have a rhyme or reason. Some things just happen in this divine order and this alignment that you that I never experienced. And I'm going to use I statements. I never experienced when I was in corporate because I, I wasn't open to experiencing it. Not that I wasn't open to the idea. It's just that my time, my head, my mind, my heart, all these things weren't open to the opportunities. I could not be available for it. But the moment you choose to be available for the blessing, 
and choose to be available for your call, there's these divine alignment moments that you just can't explain. And you, <laughs> you just cannot explain it. And so when you keep exercising that muscle and you keep building that faith muscle, it's really magical. When you talk about like things I've done, I don't know. Have I looked back? Mm. <laughs> oh I do my um I do my daily meditations and I yeah. pray and I stay connected and I do my gratitude um every single day. I take time to do my gratitude and write what I'm grateful for because there's something that happens today that I am I'm grateful for this moment with you. Right? And so I will I will write about this later today. And this is enough. And this is enough. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. First of all, as Anna DeJean was talking, and I'm being producer Ty over here, right? She got me crying. Come on. Oh, my God. I was, tr- I was, if y'all, oh, if y'all would have seen me on the camera, I'm so, I'm so glad I put you on the, fr- I I'm so- <laughs> Because if they would have seen me, they would have been like, "Is he crying?" Yes, because I've, 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 I've felt like I've been going through that season, um, mm-hmm. that season of just understanding that enough is okay. Um, you, man, um, damn, Anna, that was so good. I'm just telling you, it's just what I've been living, right? It's what I've been living and it's what I know. Yeah. Because in this work, Ty, we work with other people. We do. So you you can have your plan all you want to, but that would mean it's in alignment with the other people's plan or the people who signed up to work with you's plan. You know why? Because life keeps living. Right. And life be on 10 sometimes. And I think all of us coming out of COVID and those who have, you know, we experienced this. We still here. We survived it. And so many people did not. And I think if you didn't take time to reevaluate how you want to live your life after COVID, you know, it's like it's like before Christ, after Christ, like before COVID, after COVID. Gee, Gee, like if you didn't take time to to reevaluate how you're going to live your life, you really wasted an opportunity. You did. Yeah. To reset. It's not too late, but you wasted a moment to reset. Because the world reset. It it definitely is this life changing. We've we've lived through a lot of life changing moments, you know, our generation. Yeah. And you remember where you were, you learned about COVID just like you remember where you were when 9-11 happened. Yep. Right. Um mm, when Obama got elected. I mean, there's just been a lot our generation has experienced. Um Shoot, we pre pre social media, post social media. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, I I, I always tell the, I always tell the younger generation. I said, listen here, um, there would be no you if it wasn't for the me's and the Annas that they probed on first, okay, <laughs> and our cousins and our big cousins that they got first with the you know we had the bebos and the moco space and the mice space and the black planets and like i'm like what y'all got now ha ha, <laughs> ha, ha. we had that back in the- but listen it's it's crazy um speaking to what you said about you know kind of being the voices of our culture um you are a voice of the culture and um i i i i know that uh, not just myself but a number 
of people listen to you on a daily to weekly to monthly basis. Um, tell us more about uh, E3 Radio, Queer News Radio, and um, what you have been doing, the work that you have been doing over there, which has been, first of all, award-winning. Let's just let's just okay. let's just put that out there. Award-winning, first of all. All right, twice, right? Three times, four times. Let put me put a number on it. It's four. That's all I want. I just want you to just gloat a little bit. Okay, I'm done. Go, uh, ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, oh, voice man. of a voice of a culture. I mean, that means a whole hell of a lot to me. That's actually one of my goals: is to be the voice of a generation. I feel like there's been so many amazing people who have come before all of us who were the voices of their generation who left their mark. My mentor in undergrad, Dr. Wanda Everidge, would always tell us to leave that place better than when we walked in. And I look at every situation I find myself in to do just that. And for me, E3 Radio and The Cube are a part of me leaving the world a little better than the way in which I found it. And so the work at the radio station, we're actually reprogramming to be queer all day, every day. And the Queer News podcast was born out of the work at the radio station. When I quit corporate, the first thing I did was I started a new show called Wake Up With Anna and Friends. I always wanted a morning show, always had a corporate job, couldn't do the morning. I was like, I'm going to start my own morning show, Wake Up With Anna and Friends. And I would have thought leaders on doing interviews, but it stopped giving me joy. So when I started reevaluating it, it was like a two, three hour show. Then I was like, let me just do two hours or one hour. And then I was like, I'm still not giving joy. And I ended up going to PodFest and Afros and Audio. And I left those conferences saying, I'm just going to take the part of the show that I enjoy the most, that gives me the most joy, and turn that into a podcast. And it was the queer news segment. So it was the part that I felt like wasn't happening in other places. And I have another mentor, Tracy Bain, who is a freaking journalism legend. What she's created in Chicago is second to none and anywhere else in the country and maybe the world. She told me one time that what she really enjoys about my commentary is when I started talking politics or news. And she really just loves that about my work. And I felt like queer news really helps me to tap into all of that, all of it. And telling the stories that black and brown queer folks and the black community and brown communities in general ought to know and uplift and not be a news outlet where what bleeds leads. Like that is the line in major newsrooms across the country is that's and that's why the news is so sad because what bleeds leads it's the most um it usually is probably the most important story because maybe someone lost their life but it's also the saddest stories right and there's a lot of beautiful things happening with queer folks of color across the country despite all of the hate and anti-lgbtq things happening in the country so with increased visibility comes increased hate Right. And so I think it's just so important for the work of queer news to be intersectional, to tell our stories, to uplift things that are not being heard in other places and creating a, a beautiful sacred space for that. So queer news has blessed me so much. I'm so grateful to be a vessel for that 
podcast. I freaking love it. And I'll keep doing it until it doesn't bring me any joy anymore. <laughs> you, listen, you do a, an amazing job over um, at E3 at the Queer News podcast. The Cube, you, um, I think just, I, I went to your um, side note. I went to her session at the Afro's Audios podcast festival. And every session that I went to was very informative, very, um, and I have to credit a lot of the sessions for the kind of growth that I've had over the last two months, including yours. Um, I am a workaholic by nature. What I did was I just took that workaholic mentality and kind of put it into here, right? And of course, you get what you get, right? I've I've, I've become very successful in in my in my space. But one thing I remember you saying, standing up and talking was, guys. You don't have to do it all, okay? Y'all don't you don't have to do it all. You 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 literally told us to our faces like um there's easier ways to do this. You showed us the easier ways to do it. And I sat there and I was like So I've been sitting here doing this the not the wrong way. Right? Not the wrong way. But the fact that you showed us a more effective way, and again, this is why these spaces are so, to your point, sacred, right? <laughs> we don't get these type of these 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 type this type of information um, on a daily basis, right? And so, when you are giving us information that can potentially, not even potentially, that can help us succeed more in our podcast space, we have to give you your followers for that. Um, because not only do you do it on a on a on a on a on a big stage like Afros and Audios or in 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 Black Podcasters Association where you'll drop a gem or two like Crystal, shout out to Crystal. Um, you know, you guys are kind of and I don't even want to use this word because when we use this word it's such a negative word, but I kind of want to turn it I want to start using it in a more positive tone, uh, connotation. Um, I just, I look at you as a positive gatekeeper in a sense where you leave the gates open. Again, we, we, we hear the, the term gatekeeper and it's always keep the gates closed. Ah, 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 what's the password? What's the password? Oh, okay, you can get in. You got the password. All right. Ah, you his friend. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And 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 for a long time since I've been doing this, I've 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 been called that myself. And I'm like, I don't I don't like the term. Um because I've I've never tried to, you know, shy away from giving information. If somebody needed some help, I'm giving them help, you know? And when it, it's it's people like you and and Crystal and others who know the game so well, have had your pitfalls, have had your, your struggles, and know the game so well, that could be like a lot of other people out here. You know, Anna, like, let's keep it a bean who could sit here and charge for free services, honestly, where you guys give out the game for the free 99. You know, for the free 99, for the five-finger discount. And I'm like, I got to listen. I got to tap in. Um, and, and, and again, we just want to give you your flowers because a lot of, a lot of people don't do that. 
and still continuously be successful at what you do. Um, before we get out of here, because one thing that I, I, I really, what really drove me home as a fan of yours, not just a, a, a pod homie or a pod friend, but a fan of yours, um, was the, the Brittany Griner situation. I know I talked about it on one of my podcasts. You not only talked about it, but you dug in so deep that I made sure to not go to any. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. That I went to not I I I made sure to listen, watch. I'm on your Instagram and I'm dug in. I'm not watching CNN. I'm not watching MSNBC. I'm watching the Queer News podcast and I'm watching E3 Radio. I'm watching I'm watching Anna Deshawn dig into this. Can you talk about that that whole journey for you in in those in those spans of months? Because I was I, again, just like so many others who were listening and and tapping into you, I was front row, you know, waiting for because a lot of a lot of the things we did on the grind at our show, a lot of the times we talked about it, we always referenced you guys. You understand what I'm saying? And so I know for me, I was again as producer time. I'm always looking for the the correct and factual um evidence or 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 topics to discuss and i was i was front row so can you take me through that journey for you and how that kind of changed your trajectory and what that meant for you during that time a hundred percent and i want to answer both of the things you were talking about so the positive the positive gatekeeper piece um Thank you. It means a lot to me. I, you know, I believe gatekeepers exist because capitalism exists. And the way in which capitalism works is that um, a a select few continue to get and then they figure out who else needs to can get a little. Right. And so they gatekeep to for their own wealth and greed purposes. Right. And for me. I really don't align with capitalism. You can call it anti-capitalism, whatever. I just feel that we will have to work within the system to do to do the good that we need to do for our families and for our communities, right? And with that mindset, it just shifts how I do work and how I live. Right. Like there is there is there is nothing I can't I can't and don't want to tell you about my journey because I hope that you find that same level of success, right. greater success, right? Because there, what I know is that there is more than enough. For all of us. Right. There is more than enough for all of us to exist and to thrive and to be amazing and to find joy and happiness in all of whatever we want to do. And so it is only those who feel some type of uh who have fear mm-hmm. around the the lack. I don't I don't come I don't believe in lack. I believe in there's like abundance in absolutely everything. But it's only those who live in that type of fear that want to gatekeep. Yes, because it's, it's such a waste of energy. It's so much better when we can all have fun. We can all get some. Right. I think I think one of the best real life examples of that is LeBron James and what he's been able to do with his career Absolutely. And, his, and his select group of friends. Absolutely. It wasn't like I'm going out here by myself. It's like I'm tapping all of y'all to do y'all's part so that we can all win and all be on the yacht and all have our own and create legacy for all of our families. Like Absolutely. Micro economies. Um, like Rachel Rogers talks about in her book, we should all be millionaires. 
those are the things we need to be tapping into. Right. When it comes to the Britney Griner coverage, it was just so incredibly important to me to tell her story. Yes. Because I just saw her face in so many of my friends. And as someone who was also just such a fan of hers from the time she was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can go on YouTube today and Google Brittany Griner high school dunking. Okay. She yeah, was, was a fun a phenom. Okay. She was a phenomenon. She was since Cheryl Miller, I hadn't heard people discuss a woman playing in the NBA since right. Cheryl Miller, right? She, they, they talked about BG being able to play in the NBA. Yes. She's dope. <laughs> she's She's that, you know, and she's that and she's always been that. And and for this to happen to her. Really just told me that this could happen to anybody. Right. And we know. And as someone who follows women's sports, I know how many of them, especially basketball, know how many of them play internationally. Right. So this is a concern. It impacted BG, but it's a concern for thousands and thousands of women who play professional athletics and for men who play internationally in professional athletics because they are still doing what they are called to do. It's just not on like an NBA stage. Absolutely. (laughs) But there are so many stages to be had across all of these different sports and athletics. And it just and she hits every single identity being a black queer woman, you know, Every story doesn't align with me in such a close way. And I just felt like what was happening to her was just so unjust. It was egregious. It was ridiculous. It it really, it really was and still is. Yeah. And, and her celebrity is the reason she's home. Absolutely. And, And it's the reason why others are not right. I mean, it just speaks to so much of that. And I also just think her wife was just brilliant. Sheryl Griner was just freaking brilliant. And if you ain't got a black woman like that in your corner, just redo. Just start over. Yeah, just like man. hit one of them sound effects, Ty. Just start over. Listen, okay. Listen. <laughs> she wasn't having it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sherelle Griner was not about to let the love of her life. And then, honestly, and I bet you she thought about this too somebody's child sister niece she was not about to even allow by the power of listen from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet i believe she was not about to allow that situation to go on any further i felt like it was too long overdue anyway yeah um but i'm glad she is home I'm you so know. glad she's home. And and I think it raised so many topics that were so incredibly important and still are. Mm-hmm. We talk about pay equity in women's sports, right? We talk about the notoriety that they have internationally that they don't have here in the United States, Absolutely. right? There was just so many conversations to be had at every intersection of my identity. It yeah. just hit me in just a very special way. And I just... I really feel honored to be in the space that I was at in a time when I could be of service in that way to report on it, how I was reporting on it, because it did take a lot of time research. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of time to tell the full story because right. you can read 10 blogs and get a piece here, a piece there, a piece there, a piece there. And, and still not have a whole picture because there was only so much everybody knew. Right. Um, from, you know, whatever the secretary of state was saying, Anthony Blinken or, 
her wife or right. what they weren't saying, ESPN Daily, all these things. So I just really felt like I was just being a service. And so when people tell me that about my Britney Griner coverage, when people come up to me and ask me, like, how's VG doing? Even today, I, I find great joy in that because it means the work is working. Because and, when, and it did. Yeah. Yeah. It, re it really, I, I, I will say it. I think you were a major, huge push and affecting that. I think the service and the work that you did helped to push that. Um, you know, it, it listen, and this is why I tell a lot of podcasters, creators, I'm like, you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know what's going to happen, right? A, a video, a, a podcast can change the trajectory of something. That's that, and and to me, that's how I look at it. That's how I've seen it. That's how I've, I've experienced it, and I've experienced it again just watching what you did over that last, just those those what was it like six months? I mean, consistently, it was it was you coverage, 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 and I mean, you were the only person for me personally. Like I said, that um, I tapped in with, you know, because like you said, you could pick ten. 10, 10 blogs and they'll give you chops of, 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 of little stuff. But I felt like, again, you and some others put very intentional work into bringing this story to light and helping that situation and bringing her home. So that to me was that that made me a true fan of yours. Mm -hmm. Like that really made me a Thank true you. fan of yours. I was like, no, because, you know, we have you know, we got a lot of news outlets who are just looking for the clickbait, who are just looking for, you know, clicks and likes and, and views and, 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 and downloads and, and that's it, you know, so it's hard to, 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 to decipher and sift through what's, what's real and what's not. And I think you did an amazing job in in, in doing that. So uh not even congratulations. No, honestly, yes, congratulations to you, <laughs> honestly, and and just thank, thank you, you for for being being news. You said it earlier. Not 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 bleeding and leading. You understand what I'm saying? But being humble and and loving and stern. Right and and effective, right? Bringing the stories that I know I don't know, and I know a lot of my people in the back sometimes may not know too light. So we really, really, really appreciate you, Miss Anna Deshawn. Hey, thanks, Ty. No, no, I think. I think the real key, though, in all of our storytelling, and I think it's really important for queer news, is mm -hmm. to show people's humanity. Yes, right. I think in the BG coverage what I really wanted to do was to show her as a human being in this real fucked up situation. Absolutely. You know, because oftentimes we end up in these predicaments and we forget that people are human. Yes. Right. We want grace, but we don't want to give anybody else any grace. Oh, you better, you better, you better say that. Yeah. You better say that. Yeah. So, and when I tell these stories on folks, I really do try to share the humanity of them because I think that's actually how we begin to create change and begin to see people as people and not people as issues. Right. Amen yeah. to that. You are you are totally on spot with that. Miss Anna Deshaun, before we get out of here, what is next 
for the cube um e3 radio queer news queer news podcast we just seen i just seen that you um uh the the cube launch party just happened not too long ago so congratulations to that Yeah, so talk so talk to us some more about what's happening in the in the world of Anna Deshaun. What is coming next for you in the next couple of weeks, months? What's going on? Hundred percent. It's exciting. We did just have our Cube launch party, launching the fact that we dropped our first Cube original in early February. Black HIV in the South. How do we get here? And the beginnings of the launch of our entire 2023 slate of Cube original content, and telling the stories at the intersections of race and sexuality as it pertains to Black and Brown folks. And so our next podcast will be about polyamory. So excited about that. We're going to have an audio drama drop this year, as well as Second Sunday which is our podcast about being black and queer in the black Christian church. I just know that there's so many stories for us to tell. We're working on so many others as well. And that is exciting to me. So for me, the cube and the work that we're going to be doing out here in the world, I believe will allow those folks who don't know, who may be a little curious to tap into our community and just hear our stories and not listening to respond, not listening to challenge any pre-existing beliefs or ideas you have about who we are, but truly just listening for the humanity in all of our stories. I'm also excited about being a place of discoverability. At the heart of it, that's where the cue began, wanting us to have a place we can go find our next favorite Black or brown or queer person of color podcast in one spot. We've accepted 94 podcasts into our network. I'm excited about you all being able to discover them. So if you visit our website today, thecube.app, T-H-E-Q-U-B-E dot A-P-P, you can begin to explore the network that is The Cube, these amazing creators of podcasts. If you sign up and create an account, you can actually listen from within our web app. Soon we'll have a mobile application as well, but we began with our website and our web app. And I am just excited about that, T-H-E-Q-U-B-E dot A-P-P. And I, I just think what we're making is pretty magical. I think it's pretty unique out here in the space. And... I'm excited about the possibilities and just giving it everything, absolutely everything I've got to tell the story of the cube. Also for queer news, we're just going to keep telling great queer news stories every single week, every Monday by 7 a.m. We drop a new episode and expanding upon the news that we share, doing more interviews, going on location, even more traveling to tell the stories. And I'm excited about all of that. So just stay connected. If you stay connected to one, you'll stay connected to all of them. I promise. And now, first of all, nine over 94 submissions. And I'll say 94 acceptances because we curate everything. Like, so wow. I, can't, I, can't, I don't even know how many people have submitted. And we actually paused on curation just because the database was building faster than our, our actual platform. So right. there's probably like 40 or 50 we haven't even curated yet that I need to follow up on and really open up the opportunities again to submit folks' podcasts and all of that good stuff. Yeah. But I just think that the resource is pretty amazing. And we'll keep telling the story. We're working through bugs. We're still in the beta. But I think there's still so much to explore when you visit the site. Oh, my God. Miss Anna Deshaun, you are a woman on a mission. You are yeah. killing it out here on the mission. 
And I mean, you are creating missions and possibilities for others. And and you are truly a black woman who wins in these streets. And we want to thank you for coming on the show. Again, y'all better give y'all better give Anna Deshaun a round of applause real quick. Yes, listen. Um, can you tell everybody where to follow you? Um, um, on the social medias and everything like that. Where can they follow you? Because her so listen, her Instagram be popping. Okay, <laughs> no, for real, her her Instagram be popping, bro. Like when you when you need that quick thirty second minute news, yo, CNN, y'all see single me out real quick. Hold on, hold on, single me, single me out real quick. CNN, hey, MSNBC, you you see my girl down there? She right there. Okay, I need you to hire her. Okay, she's dope. She's tell great stories. Okay, she could be a great anchor, but you're gonna have to pay her. Okay, I just need to say that. All right, I'm done. Go ahead, Miss. All right, I'm done. What Ty said. (laughs) (laughs) What Ty said. Yeah. Oh man, where can people follow you on the Instagrams uh, um, and the Twitters and all of that good stuff? 100%. 100%. It's Anna Deshaun across all the social medias, whatever whatever you're looking for, I'm there. And and please, follow the Cube, T-H-E-Q-U-B-E app across all the socials. Uh, we're probably most busy on Instagram, and we're going to get mm-hmm. busy on TikTok here. Uh, and then E3 Radio. E the number three radio. But I promise, if you find one, you'll find the others. Yep. They all link to each other. We all, this they is are. a big media family okay i love it one one is calling and speaking to the other so <laughs> we love it Ms. Anna Deshaun, we want to thank you for coming on the show we appreciate you we love you we thank you and again continue to be a light for others continue to just thrive out here in these streets and you are a black woman who wins okay uh to everybody that is watching this we appreciate you we thank you we love you uh we will we will be back with another black woman win interview you feel me the series will continue um i'm excited about uh just bringing some more dynamic women on here um this has been a this is this has just been great and we have more coming all right, so please subscribe to our THC Media Network um, on YouTube. Subscribe to the Black Men Win Podcast. If you're listening to this via audio, you feel what I'm saying, wherever you listen to your podcast from. And also on Apple Podcasts, you know how they got the little network thing now. You know we're a network now. So you can go check us out. You know, if it's, if it's easier for you to just check out the network, type in the THC Media Network. Literally right there, you can find all five of our shows um, and new shows that we'll be bringing to the network soon. So please go check that out again. Um, this has been another one. Y'all be good. Stay easy. Be breezy. And we'll be back with another one next week. All right. Peace.